Hi, you guys. This is your host, Jahira Jones, and welcome to another episode of Dating with Herpes. As always, it is my hope and prayer that you find this episode inspirational and informative. Last week, we talked a little bit about um, the stigma of the virus and how it affects our everyday lives and how we enter into relationships. Um, I hope that you guys got what I was trying to portray in that episode where the stigma really starts with us and what we think about ourselves. If we think more positively about ourselves in spite of the virus, then we won't care so much as to what other people say. So I hope that was conveyed in the um, episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got from the Kirk Franklin Imagine Me song, um, what that song spoke of, of empowering yourself and loving yourself in spite of and not feeding into the thoughts and comments that other people may have about you and looking in the mirror and embracing you for who you are in spite of all of the obstacles that we have to overcome because there's more things that we have to overcome um, than just a virus. So I hope that you guys enjoyed that episode. Um, But on this episode, episode number 14, it's going to be a story time. And I'm going to talk about having too many options. Yes, in the love department. (laughs) Um, Your girl has a lot of options these days in spite of having a virus that people are afraid of. Um, So I'm going to talk on that subject. Um, Also, this is my birthday week. Actually, tomorrow is my birthday. I will be turning 41 years old. I'm excited to um, turn up this weekend. My birthday fell on a great day, Friday, and um, I plan to celebrate tonight, tomorrow night, and Saturday night, (laughs) and rest on Sunday to get back to work on Monday morning. So stay tuned. Um, We're going to get started with this episode, so let's get to it. So I wanted to first recap on two of the guys that I've already did story times about. First, Jay, and then Jason. So I talked about Jay a few, about a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago. Jay is, for those of you who didn't listen to the story time about Jay, Jay is 12 years my junior. (laughs) Yes, I am a cougar. (laughs) Um, I met him at a Caribbean-themed party, and Jay is not American. He is Caribbean, um, with a thick, heavy Caribbean accent, Um, but I met him not really knowing how old he was. I knew he was younger than me, but I definitely did not know he was 12 years my my junior, Um, but we hit it off um, from meeting each other in the club to hanging out, to meeting his friends. I introduced one of my friends to one of his friends who is, I think, 10 years younger than her. So we've been out on double dates. Um, Jay completely knows about the virus. Um, I explained in um, the episode story time about Jay, how I told him and how he took it. Jay is completely understanding 
um, and did not judge me, which is fantastic. You all know how hard it is to tell somebody and then meeting someone who understands and doesn't judge you and understands it is not your fault um, for contracting. Yeah, it's a little bit your fault because you could have been a little bit safer, but there's nothing that you can do going forward. So he was just like, we have to be protective of each other. Um, always use a condom and that doesn't change how I feel about you. So to kind of update you on what's been going on with me and Jay. Jay is a great guy. Jay is very sweet. He's kind. He's attentive. Um, he's fun to be around. Um, the problem that I have with Jay, and before I go into the problems, um, let me just emphasize a little bit more about the pros that I found with dating, dating Jay. Um, he is a very hard worker. Um, he's 28 years old, but he has a full-time job, a part-time job, and he also goes to school full-time. And in this day and age, especially with younger men, and I'm not going to stereotype all, but a lot of them don't have that motivation, you know, that get up and go to do. They expect things to happen for them without pursuing anything um, or actively looking for employment. They want to make money fast and easy. That's just the mentality of not just young black men, but just young people in general. They expect things to happen. They want things instantly with the whole um, social media now, how people are becoming insta-famous. Um, they they want to follow in those footsteps. They don't want to work hard to get the things that they want. And to find a young man like Jay who has dreams and aspirations, that's the reason why he's going to school, but also at the same time want things now, and he's doing so by not having one job or two jobs, because I have two jobs as well. I just commend him so much. I'm not in school, though. I've done the school thing, and I have two jobs. I know how hard it is to have two jobs. Then to add on top of that going to school, I think it's great. I commend him so much, and, you know, I worry about him because he's doing so much, and it kind of actually leaves just a little bit of time for me, but I commend him on it. I wouldn't want him to choose me over following his dreams and providing for himself because I'm not going to provide for him. <laughs> I'm not going to pay for his way through life. So I commend him on that. Another thing is that I like about Jay is that he just treats me so well. He's so sweet. He's so compassionate. Um, we don't get into disagreements. We get into misunderstandings. And that's basically because of um, where he was from, where, where he is from, I should say. The communication, and I'll talk about that a little bit as a con. <clears throat> but he's young and he's exciting. When he, we do have time together, you know, we're doing things. I'm a kid at heart. So I like to play, you know, I like to go to arcades. I like to do competitive things like bowling and um, going to top golf. I like doing all that stuff, go-karting. So 
he's not in me finding an old woman who is 12 years his senior who just wants to sit in a house and watch TV, but he's finding in me a woman who he has a lot of things in common with. Now, the con for Jay is that because he is from different culture, it's hard for us to communicate sometimes. He doesn't understand some of the things or the way that I say things. Sometimes he takes it as being disrespectful, which I'm not. Um, I'm just direct. And I like, I don't like to, um, I don't like to sugarcoat stuff. And I don't know, in his culture, maybe speaking to a man a certain way is disrespectful. I get it, but I wasn't raised that way. So it's hard for me to kind of dumb down, and I don't want to dumb down um, what I'm saying or what I'm trying to say or sugarcoat everything. I don't want to do that. And I know that there is a way to talk to a man like, you know, my mom and my aunties, they, um, not pacified, I'm not sure what the word is, but I don't know what the word is, but it's kind of like walk on eggshells, um, to keep a man. I'm not going to do that. And I think that's what he's used to in either in his culture or household. I don't know which one it is, but some of the things that I say, he doesn't like, um, some of the things I do, he doesn't like. Some of the things that I'd say and do, he feels is argumentative. I don't feel that way. I'm just voicing an opinion. Um, some of the things he just doesn't understand. Some of the things that I say to him, he it goes right over his head. Um, and that's hard. It's also hard because he is an introvert a little bit. Um... Even though we go out sometimes, um, he's cool with just being in the house. And I know ladies, I'm like, oh my God, a man who likes staying in the house. That's great. He doesn't want to be out with his guy friends all the time. And we don't have to, you know, um, worry about where he is. That's great sometimes. But, but I'm single and I live by myself. If I'm with somebody, I want to be out. I want to be doing things. That's the companionship I'm looking for. Somebody to travel with, someone to go out to dinners with, someone to do adventurous things with. If I just want to stay in the house, I can be by myself. That's my opinion on things, you know. You, on the other hand, may see it differently and be like, it's cool to just stay in the house. Yeah, sometimes it is cool to just Netflix and chill or just lay up and conversate. That's great, but not all the time you know, not all the time. So sometimes getting him out of the house, and I know it's hard because especially when he works so much and he goes to school, it, that I try to overlook, but it is a problem for me. And I find myself wanting to go out with my friends more than being with him because I know that he, if he comes home, he's going to go to sleep because he is tired. And, you know, I'm not knocking him for being a hard worker. I actually love that about him. But at the same time, if I'm going to be in a relationship with somebody, I don't want to just stay in the house and sleep. That's that's just my point. Um, another kind is that because he's younger than me, I worry about our future. You know, Jay has never been married and he has no children. I have no children. 
and at this age, I don't think I will ever have children. It's not impossible, but I just don't think that's going to happen to me now. So I worry that if we continue, um, this may be a very tough obstacle to overcome if he wants to have children. I know that he says now he doesn't want to have children, but I'm thinking to myself, in the next maybe 10 years, he's going to either regret that he's with me or regret that I can't give him kids. Uh, that's that's just my fear. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Um, yeah, so those, those are the cons. And the pros definitely outweigh the cons, but the cons are heavy, especially with the kids thing. And the communication is key, you know, to any relationship. So we can't talk, then it's the problem. And I feel that that's the problem between me and him. Now, to also update you guys, um, the communication had become a big problem for us recently the last time when I did the story time about Jay we were still together we were trying to make it work there were problems but I was putting my best foot forward he was putting his best foot forward when he got this second job that's when things started to change and he wasn't doing the things that I was used to him doing. And you may say, Yahira, this man is working. You know, he, you know, when we go out on dates, he pays for it. Um, when we do things, he pays for it. Um, so I shouldn't be complaining. Actually, I can complain. <laughs> I can complain because one thing that I always remember someone saying, I don't know who said it, but the way you get someone whatever you did to get that person you have to continue to do so in the beginning and you guys may be able to um relate in the beginning we talked every day we text numerous times a day every day i got a good morning emoji or text or gift or something and throughout the day we was texting each other he would call me you know, it wouldn't a day wouldn't go by without hearing from Jay. And then when he got the second job, it went from hearing from him every day to me being the one to initiate a text or say good morning. And before he used to beat me to the punch. So I was like, okay, I'll make sure he's okay. I'll send text messages. But then it got to the point where I wouldn't hear from Jay like via telephone, like an actual call for a week, let alone see him. It was already tough for us to see each other because we were both working. I was working two jobs. He was working and he was going to school. So the only time that we had to be together because he worked overnight and I worked during the day um, was on the weekends. And so when you add the second job that is now taking your weekends away, It was like, I didn't see him anymore. We rarely talked on the phone. 
And I'm like, what is this? You know, like, what kind of relationship is this? How are we going to make this work? So I talked to him about it and he was like, he was going to do better. You know, it's hard right now, but he was going to, you know, put in an effort because he could tell that I was upset. And so none of the efforts really came. You know, it was all really talk, no action. So I um, was a little petty and I just stopped talking to him. You know, I stopped talking to him. I was like, you know, this is not going to work. I've communicated with him that this is a problem and I don't see any effort. So we stopped talking for about a month recently, about a month. And um, I missed him. So I reached out to him just to see how he was doing. And um, he, you know, told me he thought that I was never going to um, hear from him or he was never going to hear from me again. But he was glad that I called him and he missed me and he wanted to give us a try. You know, we didn't really put in a good effort. We just, you know, complained that it wasn't working, but we didn't really try, even though I felt like I tried. I just felt like he was just too busy for me. And um, so now we're trying to mend fences. And um, even though he said he was going to do better, it still is not what I am used to with him. And maybe we just have to find a new norm. I don't know. But he said he was going to take me out for my birthday. We're going to see how that goes. And that's where things are with Jay. Now, the second person that I did a story time about was Jason. And if you guys can remember, and I'll kind of bring everybody up to speed who did not hear the story time about Jason. Jason was my first love at 27 years old. (laughs) You know, I dated guys before Jason, but I can honestly say I was never in love until I met Jason. Um... Jason was my first heartbreak too. Jason hurt me in such a way that it took me years, like literally like maybe four or five years to recover from losing Jason. I'd made the mistake of um, not telling Jason right away about the virus. I followed my family and friends lead and specifically my mom's lead. She basically told me, she said, you know, don't tell them right away. When you meet somebody, let them fall in love with you first and then tell them about the virus. Now, keep in mind, during this time that I dated Jason, I was celibate. Our whole relationship, I was celibate with Jason. And for us, it wasn't as difficult as it may seem. You know, for some of you guys know that I am a Christian and at the time, I think I was like a, a little over a year celibate when I met Jason. And Jason was actually um, in the seminary to become a pastor. So we just kind of both kind of understood what celibacy meant and waiting for marriage to have sex meant. So it wasn't, it was difficult. I'm not going to say it wasn't difficult, but there was an understanding between the both of us. There wasn't like a lot of pressure to have sex. 
you know, there were times we almost did, but we never did. So, um, so the fact that I didn't tell Jason early on, um, I figured to myself, we're not about to have sex anyway, so I don't need to tell him right now, and I'm just going to follow my mom's lead and not tell him about the virus until I know for sure that he is in love with me. So when I did find out that Jason was in love with me, he admitted that he was in love with me. This was like months into the relationship, and I had been falling in love, and he had, you know, confessed that he was in love with me. I continued to not or to hold back my secret about the virus because I was scared of losing him at this time. So that's the thing about the other side of the story my mom did not prepare me for is that it was going to be even tougher to tell him because now that I'm in love with him and he's in love with me, now I'm afraid of losing him. So um, a few more months was we were in, in the relationship And, um, he was just over the phone, just pouring his heart out to me because we were in a long distance relationship. I've met him in the city that I currently live now, but when we got together, he was then living in another state. We used to work together and that's how we met. And then when we became boyfriend and girlfriend, he had already left that job and moved to another state. So we were long distance. So we was over the phone and he was just pouring his heart out to me about how much he loved me and this was the best relationship he ever had and, you know, just telling me everything I wanted to hear and just pouring his heart out and I couldn't hold back the secret anymore and I told him, you know, that I had the virus and he fell silent and I could not read what he was thinking. Now, after telling him and he came, you know, to visit me, he told me everything was okay. He was fine with it. But long story short, he wasn't. And he ended up cheating on me with someone else. And he got the girl pregnant. He dumped me. And because he was in a seminary, he wanted to save face, married the girl that got, he got pregnant. And, um, you know, they had their child. They actually had a second child, too. So I was devastated, as you can imagine. And um, I, it took me about four to five years to get over that devastation. In the interim, and up to this point, because I was 27 years old, I'm now 41 years old, Jason has kept in contact with me periodically throughout the years. And recently, this past December... Um, it's now February. I found out that he is divorced and that his first child is not his. And it's just a mess. And now he's, I'm pretty sure, wondering what if, what if he had gotten past the fact that, you know, I had the virus and married me because now he is wanting to recapture what was even more recently, about two weeks ago, he um, reached out to me and he told me that um, he wishes that he was here where I am and that I was in his heart and he was in my heart. And um, at which I responded always and we left it at that. So I don't know what this means. 
like I said in the story time, I really feel like Jason is trying to work his way back. In that same um, message, he did tell me that he had a lot of things to work out, being that he's, you know, divorced now. Um, He's been divorced for about a year, but he just recently found out that his first child is not his. He found that out in November. So he has a lot of things he needs to work out and he's working on himself. But he said that when he gets everything together, that he was coming here. So he's planning to be with me and he knows that I'm seeing Jay. But um, I can tell that he is fixing his life so that we can ultimately be together. I feel funny about this situation because in the back of my mind, I always felt like I was supposed to be Jay's wife. I mean, Jason's wife, excuse me. I was always supposed to be Jason's wife um, and not the woman he got pregnant. So when he says things like this, it just, (laughs) it messes with me, you know? And I go to the what ifs and maybes and all of that. And that's where I am with that. So I have Jay and I have Jason. Now comes a third party that you guys had never heard about. This third party is another blast from the past. His name is Michael. I dated Michael um, when I was 28. No, I was 29. Because I dated Jay when I was 27. Lord, I'm getting my names messed up. I dated Jason when I was 26, 27. And I knew Mike the whole time because we all worked together. And um, we were just friends. And actually, I think I was, I was actually... I was actually 31 when I dated Michael because I moved back to my hometown. So I was actually 31 when I dated Michael. But we had been friends for five years. And um, I always kind of, you know how you have like the homeboy and they kind of flirt, but they jokingly flirt. But you can always kind of feel that there's something there. I felt that way with Michael, but... I was never interested in Michael. The reason why was because Michael had a lot of issues. Being his friend, I knew too much. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, I knew the demons. You know, I knew that he had substance abuse problem. I knew that he had a lot of baby mama issues. I knew that he wasn't stable financially. And it was just too many things for me at that time. So when I moved away... We actually continued our friendship when I moved back to my hometown. We continued our friendship. And he confessed that he, at this time, he confessed that he wanted to be more than friends. He really cared about me. He wanted to be more than friends. And I told him, I said, look, I love you as as a friend. I just can't see you as more than a friend. I, I don't know how to see you that way. And so he said something to me so sweet. He said... I know, but let's just take it one day at a time. I just want you to be open to seeing if we can go beyond friendship. So I did that. I took it one day at a time. And when I allowed myself to open up to him, 
in that way and he saw that I was open to it, he showed me a completely different side of him that I had never seen before. He showed me his romantic side. He showed me his compassionate side, um, attentive side, all the things that a woman wants in a man. He was that. Um, And I fell completely in love with him. Completely in love. This is the first relationship I had after Jason. And during this time, he had been working on himself. All the things that I had concerns about, he was trying to fix. Like, you know, he had problems with substance abuse, but he, the substance abuse being alcohol. But he had been sober for like over a year. And his ties with his baby mamas, he was clearing those up because he had two. Um, he was clearing those up. He was working. He was paying off his child support debt. Um, he had a great job. And everything was looking good. The problem with substance abuse is that it's a very slippery slope. And when he acquired this great new job, he wanted to celebrate. And he celebrated amongst old friends friends that he used to hang with all the time when he was, you know, abusing alcohol. And these friends were not supportive at all of his sober lifestyle. So needless to say, he slipped back into alcoholism, but he wasn't really telling me or showing me. He was hiding that from me. Um, But it's all things, what's done in the dark comes to light. And um, he got arrested for the umpteenth time for a DUI. And he went to jail. While he was in jail, um, he had warrants in other counties for DUIs. So they tacked all this time onto his jail time. So what was meant to be a year turned into three years. And during this time, I was his ride or die. I was going to be there for him um, because I loved him. And more than that, I was his friend. So during this time, you know, we're writing letters and, you know, to each other and um, promising things that that's going to happen when, we, when he gets out. Long story short, when he got out, he forgot all about me. Forgot all about me. And I found out that he was with his baby mama through Facebook. And I apologize about all this, these sirens and things. Um, I work in the inner city, <laughs> so there's always some type of siren going off, and I'm in my office um, doing this. But um, so anyway, he forgot all about me when when he got out of jail, and that was very hurtful because when he was in jail, he told me I was the only one that was riding with him. Like none of the friends that he had was riding for him. They wasn't riding. They wasn't coming to visit him. You know, the only people that were there were his kids, me, and his mom. That's what he told me. But anyway, he got out of jail and went back with his baby mom, and I was devastated. He hit me up again, and he was like, and this time he just said what he needed to say via the messenger. And he apologized for what he did and how he did it. And he said, you know, regardless of what I did or what happened, you were my best friend and I should never have treated you that way. He was just like, when he got out of 
jail, his mind was, his headspace was just, you know, I guess wrong. He was just in a bad headspace and he didn't know what to do, how to do it. So he went back to what was familiar, which was his baby mama, which was somebody who wasn't good for him. She supported him being a drunk because she was too. And, um, anyway, long story short, so this is becoming very long, long story short, um, he's trying to gain my, um, he's trying to recapture what we had. And I had to tell him that although I'm not, um, slow to the fact that he is flirty and is trying to recapture what we had I'm not sure if I'm ready for that truth be told I still have feelings for him and the idea of being with him is conflicting and the reason why is because and I forgot to do pros and cons on Jason but on on Michael he was one of my great friends you know we were friends before we were romantic with each other and we had a great time. We, we were, had very easy communication. Like the easiest, even before, even with Jason, it wasn't as easy as it was between me and Michael. Um, there was, oh my God, the sexual tension, even though we didn't have sex, the sexual, sexual tension was off the charts. It was off the charts. Um, but even before he went to jail, um, the chemistry was just there I, I I will say this like when we kissed it was just like electricity that's all I can I mean it sounds so cliche it sounds like something uh, a character in a movie would say but it was like electricity when we kissed it was just amazing and we never had sex that's the thing about it never had sex and he was he's just a great person regardless of his flaws and that's how you know you hope that people see us is that regardless of his alcoholism and the issues that he had with his baby mamas and all the other things that I can name, but I'm not going to, he was a great person. He is a great person, just a phenomenal man. And, um, he's also very persistent. I keep pushing him away and he's, it's like, he's not going anywhere. And you know, ladies, you love a man who, especially if you're attracted to them some, in some type of way, you love a man who's like, nah, I'm not giving up. I want to be with you. I want you. And I'm going to wait until you're open to letting me back in. And that's just that's just how he is. Unfortunately, the cons is, is the alcoholism. He may be sober for two years, but that slope is always going to be slippery. It's always going to be slippery. So it's hard for me to kind of trust that, especially after he slipped up when we were in a relationship it's just it's just hard um and because of his DUIs the kinds that he can't drive like I don't want to be driving I mean I know that sounds very shallow but it's real I don't want to be driving all over the place sometimes especially if I want to go long distance driving I want to be able to share driving (laughs) driving with someone you know I want to be able to sit down and fall asleep you know while you're driving and then we you know switch up and I won't be able to do that with him and then also, he's gained a lot of weight, you know, and I guess that's to him because he stopped drinking so much, or I don't know, maybe he started bad drinking and he gained weight. I, I don't know which way it is. Um, and I, I just, I just don't know about Mike, but he always will have a soft spot with me 
So that's why I keep them around. And I don't know if that's the right thing to do or if it's the wrong thing to do. I don't know. Um, I also want to go back and do the pros and cons for Jason since I did it with the other two men. Um, Jason, Jason was my best relationship. Hands down, best relationship I ever had. We never fought. We had disagreements, but we never like raised our voices at each other. And I really saw a future. I thought I was going to be his wife. The only man I ever, you know, you think about it. Oh, I wonder if this is the one with, with guys. But with Jason, I saw myself with his last name. I saw myself having his children. I saw myself with the church wedding. I saw myself at holiday functions. And I am still good friends with his cousin. Um, I just, I saw myself being with him and I thought we were going to be in each other's lives forever. Um, I always felt safe with Jason. Jason's taller than me. He's a a little bit bigger than me. Um, he's a man's man. I always felt safe. I always felt provided for with Jason. Um, the fact that he's spiritual and religious and he's a Christian, um, were pluses with me because we have to share the same beliefs and we just had a good time together and every time that we talked it's a bunch of laughs and all of that all that good stuff that's what I had with Jason the thing about Jason though that's the cons is that he cheated you know he cheated on me he wasn't understanding of the situation and he cheated um also the fact he is still on this he still lives in the city that he moved to um and at this point, I'm not sure if he'll remarry because he's been married twice. He was married before me and he got married after me and he's been scarred by both. So I don't know if he will ever remarry again. Um, and then also Jason is not focused. He has a great job, but he's always looking for a get rich quick scheme. He's always looking for that. And instead of focusing on one thing he jumps from one thing to the next those like what is those multimedia marketing things he, he loves those you know he's always looking for the next little gimmick and I don't know if he'll ever fully trust me it looks like he's coming around and he's realizing that this virus isn't the what everyone hyped it up to be it's not as scary as it once was But I don't know if he would ever fully trust me to be completely free with me. So that's my little love triangle. Now I want your opinion based on the stories that I gave you, the pros and cons for each of these men. What do you guys think I should do? Do you think I should continue to proceed in a relationship with Jay? Or should I end it because I have fears about what the future is going to be with him? If he will be resentful towards me once he gets older. Um, Is communication too much of a problem that it's not worth continuing if we don't communicate well? Or should I recapture something with someone I saw a future with? Someone that I was madly in love with? Or do, or is it too late? That was I was 27 when, when we had that relationship. I'm now 41. Is it too late? Should I trust him after being cheated on? 
and do or do you feel that he'll ever fully accept me with this virus and is Michael a complete lost cause should I just let that jailbird fly (laughs) should I just let him fly you know like he's a great guy but should I just let him fly so I want y'all to tell me this is my story time this is that this is an absolutely perfect time for you guys to chime in and give me advice for the change <laughs> so if you would like to chime in please if you're listening through anchor you can press the message button at the bottom of this screen to leave me a voicemail message or you can email me at yahira jones hope at gmail.com that's spelled y-a-h-i-r-a j-o-n-e-s-h-o-p-e at gmail.com um or if you have any questions about any of the other episodes that i've done or episode suggestions let me know hit me up i want to hear from you guys i know i didn't pitch that in a long time but i would love for this to be an interactive podcast um so i want to hear from you guys um coming um in the upcoming episodes I am recruiting one or a few of my friends, and I hope they say yes. I would love for them to be guests on this podcast so that you guys can get a different perspective of dating um, and hear what they've been going through, if they've been successful or not. I have one person in particular. Um, she was kind of my mentor. She figured out that I had the virus without me telling, just based on my relationship experiences that I was telling her about, because she would do the same things. <laughs> so, um, and she's one of my good, good friends. Um, we're not as close as we used to be, but we're still good friends. You know, just have those friends you don't talk every day, but when you do talk, it's like we just talked yesterday. So I'm recruiting her um, as well as another friend to see if they will be willing to share their stories um, anonymously, of course, on this podcast. But I think that's all for today, guys. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, As always, I appreciate you guys. I'm almost at a thousand plays. I'm so excited about that. Seems like yesterday I was just saying that I'm at 500. So hopefully by next episode, we'll be at the thousand play my woo. And, um, maybe I'll do the giveaway again, just to, just to celebrate that. Um, so look, look forward or tune in, um, to see if I decide to do the giveaways. I know this episode ran really long. This is the longest one I've, I've had, but I, appreciate you guys hanging in there with me this was really off the fly did not script this one out that's probably why it ran so long because naturally I talk a lot (laughs) but anyway I hope you guys have a great week thank you so much for listening until next time I'm your host Shahira Jones as always be safe and God bless